Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Well, welcome, everybody, to Jesus Stories. We're delivering podcast number 40 for Jesus Stories today. This is the podcast which tells the stories and teaching of Jesus in an informal, informative, and interesting way. I'm George Taylor, your storyteller. And for this episode, we're going to continue to review the happenings of Holy Week. This is the last week which Jesus would live on earth. And with today's events, we move from the temple to a private setting, what is called the upper room, and we'll see that in just a few moments. These Jesus stories are possible because you support this podcast. A shout out to my monthly contributors, Priscilla, EJ, and Tamara. Thank you for your continued support each month. And what about some of the rest of you? Would you be willing to help us out? You know, a podcast incurs monthly bills just like you do. We support a web page. We have to have a podcast host. And then there are the tools which are required to help get the word out for each episode. And these tools are not free. So how do you support us? Well, you go to our webpage, jesusstories.info. That's jesusstories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast tab and follow the instructions there. You may make a one-time contribution, that's through PayPal, or you can go to an ongoing monthly contribution through Patreon. And if you choose Patreon, I've got some extra goodies for you. You can hear these episodes without this pitch, for instance, and you can even have access to my Jesus Stories Extras podcast. This podcast is where I talk about the stories that we've been talking about, but in a deeper way. We provide some additional insight into the story and how it may affect your life or my life. It all starts on the webpage. Just go to jesusstories.info, click on the Support This Podcast tab. Tell me the story of Jesus. Now, when we left Jesus and his followers last time, he was teaching the crowds with one last plea to trust him. He reminds the crowd that he did not come to judge but to save, but that doesn't mean there will not be a judgment. There will be, and that judgment will be based on the words of Jesus. 
Now it's time for the Festival of the Unleavened Bread, or the Passover. We've talked about this before, but let me remind you that this is the time of the year where the Jewish peoples stop to remember the Exodus story. Israel was in the clutches of slavery by a pharaoh in Egypt. Jehovah God heard their pleas for freedom and delivered them under the leadership of Moses. He visited plagues upon the land of Egypt, including killing the firstborn children of people whose door mantles were not painted with the blood of a perfect lamb. And for those who obeyed his commands by painting their door mantles, he passed over that house, sparing it from the tragedy of death. This tragedy forced the hands of the Egyptians, causing them to allow the Israelites to leave Egypt to go to their own country to be provided by Jehovah God. Jehovah God had instructed the people to remember this special deliverance and celebrate it every year. Unleavened bread, bread that's made without yeast, also called the bread of haste, was baked since it was the kind of bread that was taken with them when the people of Israel left the land of Egypt. A perfect lamb was sacrificed each year to help remember the special circumstances of Israel's deliverance. So Jesus sends Peter and John ahead into the city to make special preparations for the special meal which commemorates this occasion. Now, what about this meal? How is it different from all the others? Well, in today's time, Jewish people prepare this meal with different utensils and serve it on different dishes from their other meals. There are five foods prepared for this meal, each representing a different part of the Passover events and to help them remember the events leading to their deliverance. There are also four glasses of wine drunk to remember the stages of their release to freedom. So Peter and John have some work to do. They ask Jesus, where do we go? And he tells them that when they enter Jerusalem, they're going to meet a man carrying water. This would be an unusual occurrence. Men usually didn't carry water. This was, in this day, woman's work. So this guy would be easy to spot. So you follow this man to a house, you enter that house, and you say to the owner, the teacher asks, Where is the guest room or the upper room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you to a room that is already prepared for the occasion, and there they will prepare the meal. They take off. They find everything just as Jesus told them it would be. Peter and John purchase an approved lamb. They take it to the temple to be slain. Then they take the lamb and the other elements of the supper to the house where they plan to meet. The lamb is roasted. The table is furnished with wine, unleavened bread, the paste of bitter herbs. And at the proper time, everyone comes together to eat. Per the tradition of the time, no one would be sitting at this meal. Unlike the painting by Leonardo da Vinci, everyone reclines on one side on an elbow using their other hand to eat. So their head is at the table, their feet extended outward. This is a detail important for a soon-to-occur event. Jesus turns to his disciples. He says, I have been very eager to eat this Passover with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat it again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. That Jesus took a cup of wine, 
thanked God for it, and invited his disciples to share this cup among themselves. Now, I need to pause here to give you a little more explanation. During the Passover meal, the people of Israel followed a ritual of what was eaten and drunk, and in a specific order. Now, we don't have the whole meal represented here in this passage, but we do have part of it. There are four cups of wine to be drunk, each carrying a different meaning, as we said before. The first one is for freedom, the second one for deliverance, the third for redemption, and the fourth for release. Jesus is probably handing his disciples the third of the four cups of wine, the one for redemption, but scholars do disagree about this point. Next, Jesus takes some bread. He thanks God for it, tears it in pieces, and gives it to his disciples. This is my body, he says, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then after they had eaten the supper, he takes what is probably the last cup of wine and says, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Jesus has taken these symbols of remembrance and changed their meaning for his disciples. Now, instead of remembering the Passover, his disciples are instructed to remember their rabbi. They remember his body given for you. They remember his blood confirming a new agreement between them and Jehovah God and shed as a sacrifice for them. Now, they may not have understood all of these points while it was being said, but later, as Jesus is crucified, I think these words would take on meanings which would last their lifetimes. Today, the supper is still celebrated by followers of Jesus. It's referred to as the Lord's Supper or the Eucharist. Next, Jesus says, but here at this table, sitting among us as a friend is a man who will betray me. For it has been determined that the Son of Man must die. But what sorrow awaits the one who betrays him? That sparks a discussion. The disciples wonder which of them Jesus is talking about. And they argue about who among them is the greatest. Jesus jumps into the discussion. In the world, he says, there are men who lord it over their people. They're even called great men. But in your world it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant. For instance, who is the greatest? The one reclining at the table or the one who serves them? Obviously, the one who is reclining, but not here. I am here as your servant. And Jesus continues, you stayed with me through this time, through the trials I've had. My Father has granted me a kingdom, so I'm going to grant you the right to eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. Now, such a promise indicated a great honor would come for these disciples. Not only that, he says, but you'll also sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Jesus knew by this time that he was going to leave the earth and he was going to return to his father, Jehovah God. He knew that he had been given authority over everything. He loves his disciples, and he wants to demonstrate his love for them. So he gets up from the table, he takes off his outer garment, he wraps a towel around his waist and pours water in a basin. 
and he starts washing the feet of his disciples and then drying them with that towel wrapped around him. Now, you must understand that this is the most menial of chores. It's usually done by the lowest of the servants in the house, certainly not by a rabbi. And remember, too, what I told you about the disciples reclining at the table so the feet would be extremely easy to get to for washing? Jesus comes to Peter to wash his feet. And Peter asks, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Peter was obviously uncomfortable with his rabbi doing such a menial chore. And Jesus tells Peter that he doesn't understand right now, but he will in the future. But Peter protests, no, you're never going to wash my feet. Jesus tells Peter, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. This is another statement which Peter would not understand until later. And Peter exclaims, then wash my hands and my head too. And Jesus counters, if you've had a bath, you don't need to wash anything but your feet. You're already clean. All of you are clean, except one. You remember Jesus telling his disciples that one of them would betray him? Jesus knew who would do this, and that's what he was talking about when he excluded one of them from being clean. Then Jesus redresses, and he explains to his disciples what he's just done. Here is what he said. Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. So what's he telling them? Well, he acknowledges that his disciples understand that he is their Lord and teacher. He has a position over them. But since he has washed their feet, they need to follow the example he's shown them. Service is indeed a two-way street. There are times to serve and there are times to be served, and you'll receive God's blessing in following this way. Then Jesus reiterates the news that has to be distressing for him. He says, I'm not talking to all of you. In the fulfillment of scripture from the Psalms that says, the one who eats my food has turned against me, one of you will betray me. I'm telling you this ahead of time so you can believe that I am the Messiah. But anyone who welcomes my messenger welcomes me. Anyone who welcomes me welcomes the Father who sent me. Now, there is distress among the disciples, and everyone asks, Is it me, Lord? And Jesus responds, One of you who has just eaten from this bowl with me will betray me. For the Son of Man must die, as the Scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born. The disciples are still wondering, who is this traitor? John, who is described as the disciple that Jesus loved, was sitting next to Jesus. And Peter motions to John to ask Jesus about who he was speaking. So John leans over and asks him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus responds, It is the one to whom I give the bread I dip in the bowl. Jesus dipped the bread and gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. Judas ate the bread. Satan entered him. And then he asked Jesus, Rabbi, am I the one? 
And Jesus says, yes, it is you. Hurry and do what you're going to do. The rest of the disciples didn't really know what Jesus was trying to say to Judas. They thought that Judas was being told to get more food or give money to the poor since he was their treasurer. But Judas leaves, and now Jesus has to have a talk with his faithful disciples. Now, this is not necessarily an easy-to-understand talk, so I'm going to deliver this in small pieces, explaining as I go along. He begins by saying, The time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory, and God will be glorified because of him. And since God receives glory because of the Son, he will give his own glory to the Son, and he will do so at once. Do you remember when we started the scene where Jesus washed the disciples' feet? John told us that Jesus knew that he had come from heaven and that he was going back to heaven. He also understood that that journey to heaven would come through his own death. Now Jesus is preparing his disciples with the words, The time has come. Jesus will enter into his glory. This is the same as being honored. He's going to be honored. This will also honor Jehovah God, who in turn will glorify Jesus or honor him. So that we see Jesus is both honored through his own efforts, but is also honored by Jehovah God. And we see that Jehovah God is also honored. In other words, Jesus is reiterating his connection between him and Jehovah God, his father. Then Jesus reminds his disciples, Dear children, I will be with you only a little longer. And as I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you can't come where I'm going. And this is not the first time Jesus has said that he will be going away. It's just a reminder of this fact. Now Jesus will get into the meat of what he has to say. He says, So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Jehovah God has already given the commandment, the greatest commandment, to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. But now Jesus takes this second command a little further. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. In other words, copy the love I've given to you when you love other people. Copying this love would include an understanding that would come later that could include dying for other people. But Peter hasn't gotten beyond the statement before. Lord, where are you going, he asks. Jesus reminds Peter that he cannot come with Jesus now, but he will later. Peter's a bit insistent. But why can't I come with you now, Lord? He asks. I'm ready to die for you. Then Peter hears this news. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. In other words, Satan has asked permission to challenge each of the disciples to see if they would fall. But Jesus says, I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith would remain strong. So when you have repented and turned to me again strengthen your brothers. Note that Peter is expected to fall and then to repent. Peter doesn't see it that way. Lord, he says, I'm, I'm ready to go to prison with you and even die with you. Jesus gives Peter a sobering message. Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. 
Jesus has more to tell his disciples, but we're going to save that for our next episode. These Jesus stories come to you because you choose to support us, either financially or prayerfully, or both. We appreciate both your support and your prayers. If you've benefited from these episodes, would you pray and consider providing financial support for us? We've lost a major supporter due to circumstances which have nothing to do with the podcast. If you join with us in this effort through a monthly donation of just a small amount, you'll receive a chance to hear Jesus Stories Extras, special podcast where I share some more insights about these Jesus Stories events. Check this option out on patreon.com slash Jesus Stories, or go to jesusstories.info. Click on the Become a Patron button under the Support This Podcast tab, and I invite you also to take a survey under the Talk to Us tab. Tell us a little more about you. Our next Jesus Stories episode will take us into some teachings of Jesus that carry various reactions. For some, there are words of comfort. For others, there are words that are uncomfortable wonder what those words could be. Check back in two weeks for the next Jesus Stories episode. We'll see you then. Tell me the story of Jesus Write all my heart every word Tell me the story most precious Sweetest that ever When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.